Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello, good people, and welcome to our show. By the way, I don't want to discriminate bad people. Welcome to our show as well. It doesn't matter who you are. Just listen to this episode. And I'm excited to discuss about uh, marketing and how to achieve millennials with Masood Akbarzai. <laughs> Sorry for pronunciation, you know, man. <laughs> how are you? I'm good. How are you, Anatoly? Thank you for having me over on your channel, on your show. Um, uh, it's a pleasure to be on your show. Yeah, okay. Before we start, introduce a little bit about yourself, your background, and why you decided to take this topic. So I'm Masood. I'm founder and CEO of a business called Business Intel Pro. We're a PPC agency primarily for e-commerce, um, real estate, and B2B, but mostly for e-commerce. Um, marketing is something I've been doing for a very long time and um, looking into data. Uh, psychographics, um, consumer behavior, behavioral economics, buyer personas. So the topic that we've chose, chosen today is millennials. I think we should add Generation Z to it as well, is because um, the vast majority of uh, consumer traffic, I'd say, comes from that that demographic. Uh, especially in the space of e-commerce, you know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, I remember when uh, 15 years ago. Uh, I decided to set up uh, Google Pay Ads. I registered my account and uh, I did everything myself without any knowledge. And uh, I, I, I think that I paid like uh, five cents per click. You know, I got a lot of clicks and sales. Uh, that was fine. But uh, during some time when competition uh, grew a lot, uh, it's not the case. It's hard to uh, set up uh, without uh, skills, knowledge, without experience, especially. Can you share your insights where to start? For example, if you want to jump with this ch channel pay-per-click, how to create a buying persona, uh, how to uh, learn insights, for example, uh, especially when you have no experience uh, and um, for example, I often see when uh, businesses just set up generic campaigns without uh, paying attention that uh, we have competition and you can't uh, sell to everyone. It's better to find your persona. Absolutely right. So, so I mean, over the time, competition has grown. And especially so if we're talking uh, on the premise of Google for PPC, so keywords, long phrases, you know, everybody's ranking where everybody, there's a lot of people bidding for the same uh, words and phrases and makes it very difficult. So to start, you know, so I'm not sure, you know, uh, on the premise of what we're, we're, we're talking about this, is that e-commerce selling products or selling services, Anatoly? Uh, so, uh, is that we, we could, yeah, you can choose e-commerce, for example. Okay, yeah. so let's say, you know, we choose e-commerce, you know, which is what I, I would like to speak about, is um, if you're starting and just beginning, it's very important for you to acquire buyer persona through the cheapest and most niche channels available. Uh, and that is through running surveys, um, running influencer marketing campaigns, doing a lot of uh, marketplace research, uh, scraping reviews of existing products, um, not necessarily a like-for-like like product of what you're selling, but actually look at into the industry where you're placing your niche in, 
and, and build some kind of a customer avatar uh, and buy a persona and then start running um, very top of the funnel media media purchase based PPC campaign. So, you know, so you're looking at your media, at your media buying channels, uh, buying ads from places like Facebook ads, TikTok ads, YouTube ads. Uh, and you just see, you know, how people react to that, you know. So, so I have a different model for someone who's, who's starting up. You know, I actually, actually push the clients to then first go and test creatives on influencer marketing. So you buy very less expensive ads through a number of influencers uh, within the micro influencer pool, and see how how your presumed. Um, potential customers react to those um, um, those creatives uh, we, the, what we then do is you know we then bring on the client you know to, to have PPC agency for example and then start using the AB tested uh, creators that have outperformed and then you take it from there now, now we've got a number of things already acquired right so we've got um, uh, we know that which creative works we also have some kind of persona details. We can collect emails, etc. You know, and ever since the iOS apocalypse, you know, it's very important for you to build your list right at the top of the funnel now, right? So you can acquire the uh, the customer um, zero-party data, for example. You know, especially on the premise of behavior and what they want to uh, buy and see through other channels and own that uh, and make your way from there, really. Um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an advocate for a radial approach, you know, so you actually start small radially and then gr out, grow outwards from there and then go and blow on all cylinders, you know, people call it, you know, I call it the box, the box uh, approach or uh, in the industry, some people call it, you know, the ecosystem, you know, so obviously you're going to need all of these channels, but you have to start from somewhere. Um, ideally, you should start from somewhere where you feel you're really good at. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you're the first person uh, in my life who, uh, from uh, paid marketers, who proclaim that you need to start from something else. You know, <laughs> not with pay-per-click, uh, like influence marketing. Uh, and you know, I agree with you. For example, when yeah. you start from scratch, uh, I can explain why. Uh, uh, I often see when uh, uh, companies, brands, even having great products, uh, but uh, when they have. Uh, uh, low uh, recognition, uh, people don't know them, and most customers don't click on recognizable brands. If they see Amazon or Nike or any other big brands, uh, they know them. Uh, and when your name is uh, no name, you know, <laughs> people don't click to your uh, campaigns. Uh, they don't click your uh, advertisement. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I. And there's a massive fallacy in the industry. You know, there's this thrilling trade and trend going on in the marketing industry where people are teaching people go spy on competitor and then you know you can go look at facebook ads library and you know look at their google campaigns and look at the and you can actually screen to, through the entire funnel right you can even simulate purchases on on the product pages or, or if you can afford you can actually buy the product and you can see their entire funnel and then people are really uh, advocate for uh, um, you should copy this. This will work for you, right? Now, I'm going to ask you, right, so say you come up with a really nice smartphone and you've manufactured this in China and this is a really wonderful phone. It outperforms Apple. Do you think if you copy Apple's creatives and marketing campaigns, you will even get a click? You, I don't think you, uh, you you won't even match their click-through rate, for example, you know, for, let alone, you know, sales, you know, that's that's further away. So 
one should really uh, stay within their like for like comparisons you know you know you cannot compare oranges with apples and then expect you know sales um, sales for a for a, for a not a like for like um, uh, comparison right so 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 yeah i mean uh, i appreciate you've mentioned you know most ppc people will say you know let's start with ppc but um, uh, I don't do that because, you know, if I start PPC for someone who, who are just about to start, most of the people we, we work with, uh, they're already at some stage within their PPC. But if someone who's start, just start, start starting up, um, I don't think they should dwell on, you know, completely on PPC because, you know, all of those other channels are not built and they're, they're not even being established for them. And you need all of those, right? Yeah, yeah, valuable. Okay, uh, let's talk about uh, uh, the difference between millennial and uh, Gen Z or uh, uh, adult people. Uh, how to find this difference? Uh, how to consider in your marketing campaigns? And where to pay uh, a lot more attention when you set in your campaigns? So millennials, uh, I think Facebook... YouTube, Instagram, they're still very much the go-to places uh, to capture attention and then nurture, you know. Um, I think it's very important to, to work on brand building to begin with, right? We, we, we follow people when, we, when we're buying new products, right? Um, let's take an example of AirPods, you know, Apple AirPods, for example, right? Um, Apple AirPod has... I'm, I don't know the exact figures, but I'm pretty sure they have more revenues than Snapchat, just the Apple Airport product alone. And I'm pretty sure there are a lot of uh, products way better than Airport that solves the very same problem, which is a wire going through your pocket to your ear and it's a wireless um, headphone. It's, um, it's the brand affinity, it's the uh, form of fear of missing out, and it's just uh, seeing... It's very important in the internet world to create a hype. Any brand that can create a hype outperforms other brands and it has a knock-on effect on of your, all of your channels. You know, say, for example, CPM on your media buying. You know, your CPM will, will drastically drop down because once those ads go live, people can already relate to them. You know, they've seen that brand, you know, different people talking about it, you know, from blogs to SEO to influencer to all kinds of things. And... Uh, and um, uh, PPC channels, uh, they they compensate you for the, for you outperforming competitor. Not only based on you know how much money you're spending, and it's based on you know the the traction and engagement you pick, right? Because uh, platforms do not have access to your bank account to to determine you know will will Anatoly be able to spend ten times more money in the next three months. They make those judgments based on your performance and they're just assuming you know that the money that you're making from your from your sales you're in you'll reinvest back into marketing so so, so on that uh, premise uh, millennials very much approachable on on the media channels i'll say i'll say gen gen z instagram and tiktok less facebook um i think facebook Facebook will die out as a platform in, I don't know, in, in, in how many years because Facebook, I think, is not picking enough new new generation, um, new users coming in, you know. 
and uh, if the existing uh, demographic plateaus and dies out but then again it's connected to instagram and other facebook family apps and all of that so it, which makes it quite powerful yeah, uh, i saw online that uh, mark zuckerberg uh, are, uh is going <laughs> to change some attitudes to invite uh, young yeah, audience uh, for, yeah for example my uh, 11 years son uh told me i don't need facebook <laughs> i never go to facebook but i love to talk you know and yeah i'm going to create content on tiktok yeah uh, i think that's okay uh and um, uh can you uh, i i have the question about uh setting pay-per-click campaigns uh for example um uh, if you feel that you have uh, strong positions, uh, some recognition, and uh, uh, how to set up a landing page? Because uh, I often see when uh, webmasters just uh, lead uh, clicks to uh, some uh, generic pages, you know, and they optimize them for SEO, but uh, it's not the case. We live in the world with personalization. And, uh, for example, HubSpot... Uh, uh, shares a study to have uh, over 200 landing pages for uh, some campaigns, you know, and yeah, it's like to uh, consider uh, buying persona to personalize everything and as maximum as possible. Uh, can you share your insights? How to create a landing page and how to consider keywords that you have? So are we talking about a landing page to a, to a cold top of the funnel campaign to nurture uh audiences for um, buyer personas various various campaigns uh, we can okay. uh, cover all uh, stages of sales funnel uh, share your insights uh, okay uh, how many landing pages we need to create uh, to cover uh, the info stages and sales stages yeah anything so for list building uh, and getting some kind of buyer persona information uh, uh, in e-commerce a pre-sale page works really well, but again, you know, that will really need some kind of definition as well. Uh, you, you have to define the traffic, so hence why it's very important to collect that from video and image-based channels like Instagram and um, organic campaigns, influencer campaigns. So you must still have some kind of uh, uh, understanding of, you know, that this set of people will will be interested and then you actually then rule out and, and start looking into you know who are showing more interest on on the blog post or the pre-sale page uh, uh going through the uh, the articles or the problems that you address uh, um i wouldn't go too much into details of um for example keywords or phrases um if they're very known hot topics as phrases and keywords it will intrinsically be hard to rank for them and compete against other people what they're doing with those phrases and words it's more about it's more about uh, the copywriting itself to address the uh, the problem that you're trying to explain and then talking about the solution and then really the cta at the end of that is you know taking them to the to the product page for the product or the service uh, so yeah so so landing page pages are very important because if, if things go wrong with the with the landing page uh, you will waste a lot of money a lot of time for uh, ruling out audiences that are not fit for the product or the brand so so i think it's crucial you know having the landing pages very well optimized i think one should have a a set of landing pages to a b test against them 
Yeah, valuable, valuable. Okay, let's talk about uh, learning competitors. For example, uh, I often see when webmasters just use uh, HRS or SEMrush or MOAS or any other tools, it doesn't matter, just um, uh, using tools and they uh, try to steal totally the same uh, traffic that their competitors have. For example, uh, to set up uh, the same keywords, uh, the same campaigns, but uh, it's not always the case because competitors might have strong positions, unique selling proposition, and uh, it's better to uh, find your way. Can you share your insights? How to uh, analyze your competitors, uh, to uh, search for their weaknesses, uh, gaps, and provide in your campaigns your uh, strong positions? So when we look at the competitors, we're not looking at them uh, with the intention of how to copy their funnel. You know, and, and a lot of people do that. You know, if you if you go to competitor analysis, you will see a clone of very same approach. Even the creatives are similar. But what people miss on is, you know, that the algorithm will target the very same people with the same same kind of creative, same approach, same funnel, and you will cause uh, consumer fatigue, and you will not stand out. Uh, you can look into what kind of people they're targeting, but you shouldn't really look into uh, copying their uh, approach. Uh, that'll not help you to build a brand, and 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 that will also not help you to capture attention. Right? Nobody likes uh, a, a mimicky brand, you know, a copycat brand, you know, that has just that that has just um, uh, come out of uh, competitor research, for example. So I think one should stay. Uh, very unique and peculiar with their initial approach, A, to capture attention, and uh, UGC works very well with that user-generated content. Um, you can cover the number of things, you know, that your competitors are not doing. And then B, for building your brand in a very specific niche, right? So you can go to the same industry where your competitors are selling products to the very same consumers within your niche, but your your offer should still stand out in one way or the other. Uh, it, it has to solve a little different problem than them, or it has to, or if you want to aggressively compete, uh, people miss on the whole concept of actually, you know, looking into the commerce itself as opposed to marketing for e-commerce or any service, right? You know, at the end of the day, you know, the customer wants to have an experience of uh, uh, quality of product, agility of delivery. There's a long list of that, right? The consumer doesn't really care who's doing the marketing and, you know, how well they did in getting this to me in, on my feed, for example, right? So, so so, it works both ways, right? So sales has to be optimized well as well. Um, great marketing with poor sales does not work. Uh, and no marketing agency should work with a poor sales channel. Uh, it's, it's just a waste of time and money. Uh, so, uh, so landing pages are important. And um, on, on the premise of competitive research, I've been an advocate for this lately a lot. You know, I've been uh, speaking about this to, to a number of people that, uh, that there is a trend going on in the industry and people are showing it to other people as well. It's quite thrilling, right? You go to Facebook ads library, you use these number of tools, they sell you membership, you know, that, you know, spy on this, spy on that, learn this, learn that. It's nice, but, you know, uh, people get into that trap of, you know, that, oh, I found secrets, you know. Anything that is open in public is not secret. You know, if I can access it, anyone can access it, right? <laughs> uh, 
So, so copying the campaigns is a terrible idea. It doesn't work. Yeah, agree, agree. Yeah, valuable. Okay, uh, let's talk about uh, sales funnel. You mentioned a few times about sales funnel. Uh, can you share your insights how to create your sales funnel? For example, uh, uh, I'm a content marketer, yeah, and I know that I need to create some uh, valuable content to uh, cover this sales funnels. But what about pay per click? Uh, do we need to set up? pay-per-click campaigns for uh, stages of sales funnel when people are not ready to buy, when they learn, uh, when they want to know uh, about more about products that can decide their problems or compare with our uh, products. Yeah, provide your insights about that. So, so yeah, but yeah, absolutely, by all means. Uh, so to, uh, at the end of the funnel, right, where when you're remarketing, um, you have to now look at uh, a number of uh, boxes to check. Uh, problems uh, or any doubts that the customer may have in their mind that will make them or stop them or delay or cause abandoned cart. Um, so there's a lot of things, right? It's the uh, price uh, guarantee against the quality of the product, your return policy, um, your um, and this this one is the most important factor. Giants like Amazon have accustomed. The human uh, uh, our minds to agile delivery. Okay, so when we buy things online, one of the first things that comes to our mind is, you know, I'm going to get this very quick. Uh, so if you cannot get it to them faster than your competitor or or uh, within the same time period as your competitor, you're less likely to make that purchase unless you know you've got an extremely good offer. Uh, so all of those things will need to be optimized. Reviews play a very important role as well, and having reviews on product pages as well, uh, and then authentic reviews. Uh, so having your social um, social proof in place, reviews, um, site speed, uh, checkout, and uh, uh, payment security, uh, having all of these options of buy now, pay later options. Uh, so all of those things matter. Yeah. Uh, okay. How to provoke this trust feeling? For example, <laughs> if uh, customers open my landing page, and uh, I think ninety-five percent of customers don't buy if they don't trust. Yes, and uh, we need to provoke this feeling. Yeah. Uh, can you share your insights how to do it? I think the salient point in that trust uh, uh, element will be um, reviews from other people. It, it plays it, play, it plays a huge role. Uh, if they can see genuine reviews from genuine customers, not people who you have probably hired against, say, you know, test my product, for example, um, which is also great. You can do that at, at the top of the funnel when you want to run your um, data collection campaigns, right? So you can have, you can use uh, consumers or influencers, um, etc., to critique your product and then use that as a, um, honest review of your product but really what matters what matters is you know genuine buyers buying the product and giving their feedback um that that works like fire uh to to make someone instantly buy uh and and in the internet world in the e-commerce space uh, purchases are usually impulse purchase uh, unless it is something you you that is 
making you to run a lot of campaigns and to build and establish the brand. You've got a budget for that. But from all of the approaches, uh, you need to have that box ticked off. I'm sure you've, you've examined many landing pages and usually you'll see these landing pages there. They're, they're probably 70, 80% filled with other people talking about what you're about to buy or learn about, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, um, it's interesting that uh, uh, can be used, I mean, like indirect approaches. Uh, for example, uh, uh, I read one study that 75% uh, uh, of customers check out social media profiles, you know, <laughs> before buying products. They want to know uh, how you're active in social media, uh, what type of content uh, do you provide, uh, or uh, they can uh, learn your uh, experience in the page about us and uh, i often see when uh, webmasters create landing page separately with their websites is it good approach uh, or it's better to create these landing pages inside their websites just to submit in in structure so i mean it's really down to the approach in or where you are on the journey of your uh, uh, nurturing uh, customers and creating that relationship with them uh, it's important to have your social proof from social media channels, especially Instagram, having the page verified uh, and keeping all of their reviews and um, uh, snippets of reviews in the highlights uh, and make sure that highlight is right at the one of the first two, three from left to right. Um, what other people are talking about your uh, uh, products uh, sustainability is quite big as well right so sustainable brands are six times more likely to sell uh, on e-commerce faster than uh, than their competitor like for like products um, so it is it is down to you know so the campaigns that you're running to that landing page uh, was the cta for that if that the cta for that is converging it is somewhere you know already uh, enriched with customer information uh, then yes you can have the reviews in there and all of the information and that can sit away from for a number of other reasons as well right for site speed as well you know it can load it faster as well uh, and then you just uh, drive that traffic also ha having um, having a, a a traffic within your system from 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 a place to place it allows you to track as well so you can see in real time uh, traffic is moving from your landing page to your actual site and then to your product pages. So there's a lot of options in, uh, in there to learn about um, your consumer behavior uh, within your channels. Uh, you can do heat mapping and all that is fantastic. So, so I would work on uh, upfront uh, running campaigns for creating brand affinity, collecting data, and really, and, and really looking into acquiring data as a ROI positive investment, uh, because that is what's going to make the make you money and bring the revenues later on. Uh, but further down the journey, you know, very personalized campaigns leading people to product pages just before maybe one one page or one thing in the funnel in between um, the, the traffic going to to the product page. Yeah, and you know, you replied to my uh, next question about how to learn customers. <laughs> it's like to set up heat maps. Can you provide more insights? Uh, for example, uh, I think that uh, uh, most people use uh, some tools 
or online studies, but uh, I often see um, approaches, uh, classical approaches, just to talk to customers, you know, to ask them uh, what type of problems they have, how to decide them, uh, what they want to get. Uh, can you provide your insights how to learn customers, combining uh, everything that we have, uh, tools, studies, uh, talking to customers? Yeah, some insights. So, so you can use uh, heat maps and you can actually use real-time people to survey the site. There's a company called, I think it's called Try My UI or Test My UI. It's one, mm -hmm. of, one of those words. And um, you can submit your page or website and they will get people to um, video themselves and talk about um, how they feel as they navigate on the site. Uh, you can collect that information and then match it to your heat map and then work around that. I'll be more focused on looking at heat maps within the mobile phone view. Most of the traffic will come from mobile phone view and it's about the thumb movement, you know, where the buttons are, where they're placed and where our eyes sees things first. So all of those things are very important because uh, people don't spend a lot of time before they decide whether they want to stay or they want to leave the site. And if they leave the site, that, that that traffic becomes five to 10 times more expensive to acquire it back uh, to take them through the, through the same journey and funnel. And a lot of brands and startups die in that journey, thinking that you know, something was wrong with the, with the entire business, uh, whereas you know, perhaps the, the salient reasons for, for, for the business failing was that the customer journey was not set up properly. Yeah, interesting. Okay, uh, let's talk about cost per click. Uh, I often uh, get the question how to set up campaigns to get uh, low clicks uh, <laughs> and uh, like five, ten cents. Uh, do we need to do it or it's better to uh, pay attention with uh, effective clicks? I mean, like <laughs> they will sell products. Can you share uh, some... Uh, you, um, I don't know, like insights, how to uh, find uh, the right uh, uh, cost per click and set up in your campaigns. So, so, so cost per click, uh, it varies from Google to Facebook, for example, right? So, so on Facebook, you know, it is correlated to the CPM. If, if, if you can improve your CPM, the cost per clicks will go down. Mm -hmm. And then... Um, I mean, you know, it works differently you know, than Google. Google will solely sell CPC cost per click for, um, so my approach will be different. You know, for example, for Google, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll aim for uh, finding um, long phrases and then really somewhere in between the most expensive clicks to, to the least expensive clicks and sit somewhere in the middle and start looking for a niche avenue. And my my intention will be, you know, so 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 my approach is different. You know, I use Google to collect intent data and learn about the buyer persona sooner, and then start enriching Facebook with that, because Facebook will sell CPC a lot cheaper to me, and the CPM, especially if I'm starting out, right? And then if we can achieve a great tra traction and engagement uh, on uh, on media-based uh, PPC campaigns, our CPM cost will go down. Our CPC cost will go down. 
Uh, and yes, you know, because the businesses are not wrong on uh, on the fact that you know that they want those costs to be low, so then they can invest more and see, you know, can we get a return? You know, four times, six times, ten times. So, for as much as cost per click is important, it is an it is an inevitable exercise to uh, to avoid it, right? So at the start, they will be expensive. And uh, they're going to be expensive for certain niches than others. So, you know, so, 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 so in e-commerce, for example, you know, fashion-based and healthcare-based clicks are very expensive. Unless you can create something very niche from another industry to tap into that. So there's, there's a whole lot, lot of science behind that based on the actual business. It is the actual business and the product that will ultimately decide what will what will cost look like in your industry because they vary they vary from industry to industry right um okay maybe facebook for example right it will give you a generic say seven dollar cpm right and uh, they will allow everyone to start from that but you will then be automatically added by the algorithm within your niche it will pick up all the keywords and the algorithm will start learning about how are you competing with these competitors? The, the, uh, the platforms don't care who they would like to promote. They want to see who can make them more money and then just downgrade the other one. Yeah. Even, if you're, yeah, even if you're spending less money and you can prove that you're actually outperforming on campaigns on that less money to begin with, they will compensate you more so you can come up. Because what they don't want, they, they want to achieve two things, right? A, revenue, because that's why they're there. That's why we're all here, right? B, they want the screen time not to die out, you know, for them to lose uh, uh, audiences. And now we've got platforms coming out, you know, a lot more faster than before. So they don't want the eyeballs to log out of the app and go to another app. So if, if you saw six videos that look like that there were clones of each other uh, that may upset you, bore you, you'll actually log out of the app and you'll go to another app and start looking there, you know, because we're scrolling all the time from here to there, from there to here. That's another thing they want to counter. So rather than looking at competitors, what they're doing and copying their strategies, why not look into the actual platforms? And that is what the job, job of a marketer is anyways. You know, we should treat Google and Facebook as our clients as well. We should be working on, you know, that what makes money for Facebook and Google and what is it that they like to see and what is what are the things that they would like to push forward and promote. So it is, you know, about them. Marketing is about them. It's not about us. So we should make marketing about our service providers, channels like Google, Facebook, or Klaviyo, and from all channels, right? And our clients, so, and bridge them up. And not really solve this whole thing on some kind of a magical formula or some growth hack that actually solves the problem, just like Guru's claim that we can sell anything to anyone based on our step-by-step -step formula, you know. Step-by-step -step formula are all hoax. They, they don't work for everyone. You know, you have to find a step-by-step -step formula for every client. 
Yeah, uh, I wanna uh, uh, tell about this meaning uh, CPM because uh, someone might not, not know. It's like a cost per mile. Uh, you pay for a thousand use. Uh, it's not cost per click. Um, it's closed. Uh, by the way, how to choose uh, which metrics to use? Uh, because we can set up a, a cost per click and cost per mile. Uh, if we're starting out at top of the funnel, so it, it has to be set up for CPM. We always look at CPM because that's our datum point. That's our starting point that will determine are we going to get good rates on C CPC, CPC cost per click. So to, to start with there, further down the journey, start looking into optimizing campaigns for clicks. So look at cost per clicks. Yeah, got it. Thanks. Thanks a lot. <laughs> okay, I'll consider it. Okay, uh, tell more about um, another metric, um, click-through rate. Uh, and um, uh, it's important uh, to uh, set up with this metrics because if nobody clicks, uh, Google and Facebook will charge a lot more Yeah, for uh, cost per click. How to, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, not to force, just <laughs> to get uh, higher this metric, you know, to get more clicks. So click-through rate is a work and magic of your copywriting and graphics design team. Because those are the two things that will make us click, right? So great hook, good copy, making people think, you know, that they must open this to read what you're talking about. And, and then figure out, you know, that were they the right people who clicked on it, you know. It solves so many problems, you know. A great hook will, will automatically funnel out all of the relevant audiences for you. So people who clicked on it, we can make a safe assumption, you know, that most of them were the right uh, audiences and consumers uh, to go through that um, link, right? And then on a media-based uh, um, approach, it's, uh, well, usually we have both of them in the same place, uh, is that the, the thumbnail of the video, for example, or the image should be captivating enough to stop a scroll. And then, so, so you, have to, you have to reverse engineer everything, right? So you have to work backwards. So that will stop the scroll and people will watch for one, two seconds. Well, then, then we will capture their attention for reading the hook, the copywriting or the video itself will be so compelling that they will click on the learn more button, you know? So at the, at the very start, at the top of the funnel, you know, you should avoid, you know, uh, aggressive CTA like buy now, or, you know, um, check this out now, you know, it should be always, you know, like you want to know more, learn more works very well, or taking them to a catalog or a pre-sale page. Uh, so CTR comes from there. And, um, and the same principle applies to channels like email as well, for example, right? It's, it's the subject line that will determine CTR, you know. I'm sure people will argue that there are a lot of other things as well. But that's, that's the most salient uh, uh, aspect of it, right? You know, that's the first thing that will catch your attention that will decide, you know, whether you'll cl click on it or not. So, so it's all about, you know, understanding, you know, what causes what. And then just do that separately for every kpi so for your ct for your click through rate and cpc yeah and you know uh, in my team we use uh, some uh, uh, uh tools like uh, 
uh, scheduling ha has a tool that uh, helps to optimize uh, titles. Uh, we created our calculator as well, a headline calculator. And it's interesting that uh, uh, my paid marketers usually add uh, numbers, brackets, uh, special symbols, uh, and yeah, it, it helps to get more attention. Uh, uh, according to most, uh, plus 36% of clicks we can get if we use numbers. According to HubSpot, we can increase uh, CTR by 38% if we use brackets <laughs> to, uh, to clarify something in your message. And yes, uh, and uh, the rest depends on powerful words that you have um, you you can by the way how to find these powerful words uh, do we need to learn competitors or uh, to consider our uh, products that we have uh, to combine all data that we have and, uh, copywriting brevity works well right so you have to be very concise as short as possible and easy language to assimilate to understand uh, and it should instantly talk about the problem that you're trying to address maybe a hint of the solution as well but not the entire story because you want to keep that hidden to to be able to then qualify from the click-through rate and um, with all the restrictions going out you know you need to be very good with all of these things to be able then you know the attribution window is much narrower now as well for retargeting for example you know through ios so so yeah it's about short form hook um very brief easy to understand easy language saying so everybody can understand um and that should do the work you know but all of these things like using the emoticons the brackets you know capitalizing letters and then things can go uh, against grammar for example but 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 that doesn't matter you know because that'll get the attention so 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 i think it's different for different uh, product and niches right yeah yeah completely okay um I have the last question. Uh, how people can reach out to you, learn more about you, and uh, yeah, order your services. Okay, thank you very much. Thanks for first. Thanks for having me on the show. It was absolutely a pleasure speaking on your uh, channel. I think the best way to contact me is, will be through my LinkedIn page. So it's Masood Akbarzai, or you can go to Anatoly's profile and ask him about my profile. If you cannot spell my name. You, you will find me. Uh, we, we primarily provide PPC for um, e-commerce uh, and we uh, provide um, audit, um, overall marketing strategy uh, to name, uh, but uh, primarily uh, paid campaigns. Yeah, great. Okay, guys, you can find all these links uh, in the description below. Listen us uh, on Google, uh, Apple, Spotify, whatever platforms you choose. And I'll submit all these links to Masood Akbarzai. And uh, uh, thanks a lot uh, for sharing your time, for sharing all these valuable insights. Uh, I've learned a lot. I think that <laughs> I'll consider some of your uh, tips uh, to my marketing campaigns. And yeah, uh, I pre uh, yeah, I, I love our conversation, this chat. Yeah, thanks a lot, man. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Anatoly. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.